to Season 2, Episode 10 of the IntelliCast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me, as always, is Brian Lamar. Hey, good, good morning. Good morning. Hey, cheers. <laughs> yeah, energy energy drinks. drink, cheers. <laughs> Earliest podcast. You're a morning person, right? Yes, oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was just thinking, I've probably had more alcoholic beverages before <laughs> noon than I have after midnight in my lifetime. Really? Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't care about society. Drink with the sun. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm with you. Intellicast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. I'm sure EMI loves that morning drinking <laughs> campaign I just kicked off. Uh, you can reach us at intellicast.emi-rs.com if you want to come on the podcast. You have an idea for a rant or a Mount Rushmore or even an Everglades if you're like one of those cynical type people. You can reach us on Twitter, EMI underscore research. Intellicast1, my own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian. What's your uh, what's your Foursquare name? I used to I used to be really into Foursquare. Yeah, all right, checking in everywhere. Yeah, checked in everywhere. I got lots of badges. Swarm. I became I got a swarm badge. Sure. I became like an admin. Really? Oh yeah, I was really into it. My sister is like a Yelp Elite member. Oh wow. Yeah, she's her opinion really matters for <laughs> mom pop burst. Uh, what's new with you, man? Personal stuff first. What's going on? Um. Well. I'm excited about March Madness. Not much going on personally. I have a lot of travel, a lot of work travel coming up, so planning on that. Same here, man. I am out. There's one week in April where I'm not gone. Oh, wow. I want to say at some point. I'll be at three conferences in April, which is really weird for me. I usually go to three a year. I'll do three in April. One's local. Me too. It's kind of fun. That's wild. Yeah. And Uh, then also during the three conferences fielding our – Wave of research and research, so that's fun. And my intern has left us. There's my rant. Yeah, my, my intern has left us. Rant about the <laughs> improbability of interns' work cycles. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a surprise for you. I'm going to go to Quirks. Hey, what up? Yeah, I'm going for something. We'll talk about. Uh, we are sponsoring the Research Club After Dark Networking Mixer, where I love it. It starts at 9:30 p.m. and when it closes, it just says till late. <laughs> What does that mean? Like most people are like till one, till two, just till late. I like. I'm so glad you're going because that takes the pressure off me to go. I will likely be in bed before it starts. Okay, at Central Time. That's crazy. Well, plus, like, aren't Research Club people mostly uh, European? European, yeah. So get the Brits. It's like 3 a.m. for them when they get started. Not morning people. Well, I guess they're morning people too. It's just a different side. It'll be nice to have. I mean, yeah, that'd be kind of cool to have all the British contingent with something to do. Wacky. Uh, MRX News. Let's talk about what's going on with the news. Uh, Cantar merging all their brands together. So the Lightspeed brand, the TNS brand, the Cantar Health brand, the Millward Brown, Inside Express, all that kind of stuff. It's all under one name. It's called Cantar now. Thoughts? Initial thought is I don't like it. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of equity in a lot of those brand names that have been, I mean, poor Millward Brown. That's a huge equity in that name. And a lot of these TNS. TNS has been around forever. Yeah. Mr. Taylor, Mr. Nelson, Mr. Safres. They Never, can't be happy about it. About <laughs> they can't be happy about it. I don't know. I just feel like there's equity in them. Um, and also, with, the, I mean, they're going to sell anyway, right? I mean, they're sometime yeah. in the next few weeks. I don't understand this move. Is that what this is about? You merge it under one brand and then you can sell it easier or something? Or it's I, easier to do the press release? I don't know. I don't it's get it. For the Twitter, you can save hundred some characters. <laughs> Just get it over with and move on. The industry needs this to be over with. I agree. Uh, it's it's a lot. It, this Cantar ship has been not sinking, but like they've been bailing water out of it. It feels like for about a year. 
uh, yeah. since like the Martin Sorrell stuff started going down. Uh, so now this is just news for news. I feel like this is almost yeah. like you know, like no press is bad press. So it's yeah. always good to get your name out there. But like I think everyone's just waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Yeah, I saw where they had to make a big check to Sir Martin again. Yeah, and maybe this was to let's get that out of the way. And oh, we're merging brands. How many night costumes do you think Sir Martin has? Like in his house, <laughs> I just imagine his house being like Ducktales, where he's just got like a lot of like random like night like statues hanging out and stuff. He's like, yeah, I got that one when they changed it when they sold Inside Express. I got that one when Nora Brown came into Cantar. That was called M Brand, <laughs> right? Although different brands. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Dynata made an announcement. They created a new functional area called Data Strategy, expanding the research science group. Uh, it's going to be led by Melanie. She's a friend of the pod. Uh, yeah, she's a friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> if we had to choose between Melanie or Roddy, who would you choose, Melanie? I think I would. I really love them both. I feel like Melanie has more power than Roddy. But I think it's somewhat intentional by Roddy. I think Roddy likes being. See, I, I think <laughs> Melanie is Melanie's more of like, uh, she's the drink before noon. <laughs> Melanie's one of the most interesting people in research. Yeah. Like sometimes she'll give fun facts about herself. Like she speaks Farsi. Yeah. And she's just done all these crazy things in her life. Um, she, I mean, she's great. She's fantastic. This is a good move for her. What do you think about this research science group? expanding for them what does this mean to the industry what's this mean for well, sample suppliers they're making all kinds of moves dynata which i'm happy about because we did not need them just doing nothing going through all these big mergers clearly they're not sitting back and just thinking of their new name because they acquired another company they're moving towards programming maybe with the critical mix acquisition um they're doing this so they're at least they're making big moves and as an industry we need them to kind of lead stuff and i think this is a good move i'm not sure all the specifics around it but if melanie's leading i'm sure it's going to be really good do they become like a huge full service market research firm eventually i mean they kind of are they're kind of skating yeah. under it to where they're not assuming it but like when is the day that like dynator shows up on the Hanna michael you know what i'm saying yeah um they they could absolutely do it i think they do that in small areas yeah it's a I mean, there's a. I feel like there's a gap there they can move into with all the turmoil with the big box companies. I mean, Nielsen. We've talked about this before. Nielsen, Cantar, Ipsos, all having some turmoil. The big ones, maybe. Maybe the, the, all these moves are to kind of steal a bunch of full service market share. I think so too. Because there's, we've talked a million times before about how like buyers have changed, right? So it used to be you waited till June when that list came out of who the top yeah. fifty research market research firms were, and everybody battled over it. Uh, now it's just changing so much with the growth of all different types of new buyers, let alone like brands starting to bring in their own type thing. Yeah, maybe this like diversifies them a little bit more, so they're not relying upon you know fifty to a seventy five market research firms that have you know a million bucks to spend on sample, right? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of smart people there. Um, I like the move. Good, yeah. good job for Melanie. Maybe Roddy gets a promotion. Roddy's our boy. I know I'm, I'm burying him <laughs> a little bit, but uh, he's a good guy. Uh, him, Pierce Smith, pretty good. Uh, you want to break it up, do a rant real quick? You got one. My rant was going to be on Cantar. Like, just get this over with. I'm tired of I'm tired of talking about this Cantar thing. <laughs> just sell them off to McKinsey or Bain or sure. whoever. Let's let's just. T- I'm gonna. I'm tired of talking about it. All right, and scene. We're done with rants. Uh, <laughs> uh, something we're doing here at, at EMI, I think we should talk about a big strategy that we're pushing is we're doing uh, raising a lot of money over the next, uh, by the time this airs, we've got about eight weeks left uh, for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And you've been pretty integral with this. Yeah. Man, that is hard to say. Leukemia Lymphoma <laughs> Society. Yes. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> Uh, you've been pretty integral with this. You've been yeah. involved with some of the committees here. Uh, what's kind of going on? What is EMI's role here? 
Yeah. So um, collectively, the whole company, we're trying to raise $250,000 over the next 10 weeks. What well, was 10 weeks? Not about that 10. much? Yeah, that's our goal. That's a literal shock for me. What? Yeah. Okay. I, we're, yeah. we're close. To, I think we're at least close to 40 now um, in two weeks. So we're off to a good start. We're doing tons of little events um, to help promote this locally. So yeah. we're going to Top Golf, and we're doing a bourbon tasting. Um, we're doing a March Madness bracket, but by the time you hear this, it's too late to enter, but it's been fun. We're just asking for donations as well. Um, just partnering with a great group of people that came to our office and had a really impassioned speech about why they do what they do and talked about leukemia and lymphoma and how it's affected them. And in some cases, uh, blood cancer has not affected them. And that's so that's it's just an awesome cause. And the reason we're doing it is because it's our 20th anniversary. We could have just had a big party and invited people, but instead we decided to raise a lot of money for a good cause. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been huge to thinking about for me. Um, I've been fortunate enough never to be touched by cancer as far as leukemia lymphoma. And uh, when it first came up to me, that was kind of my reaction. Well, this has not really affected me. I don't really get it. It can't yeah. a cost I can really get behind. Yeah. Uh, but then you start hearing some of the stories and the people that care about you every day. And I think that's when it really starts to affect you more. Like uh, people here in the office that I support on, I would call them friends more than coworkers type and, and to hear how they've been affected by these diseases um, and the research can go into it. When really like us as a research company and as much as we talk about research, there's a lot of like synergy between it. Right. Yeah. Um, I always thought, you know, we talk about research on research all the time here. You lead that charge all the time. Talk about how we research different panels. And this is like research for research. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, I, I wish that, is there a company called research for good that we could just like take that and just start calling this research for good. Maybe we should okay. just name it that or, or maybe opinions for good. I don't think either. I think most of those names are free, but we, <laughs> but the idea is to use our stances research and try to raise some money for this, you know, these two diseases that, you know, whether you're not affected by it or not somewhere in your lineage, somewhere in your day to day life, somebody has, and uh, you can't live in a bubble and uh, affect not to be affected by these things. If you haven't now, you probably will be in the future. Um, it's odd for me. Like when we started talking about it, Ryan Rizzo from the Reds came down. Yeah. Um, he won man of the year last year. He raised over $180,000 or something for leukemia lymphoma. Yeah. Um, lymphoma. Gosh, man. <laughs> it's hard to say. It, it's probably good that it's hard to say, you know? <laughs> Uh, but he was mentioning like his coworker, Chris Harrell, who had gone through bone marrow transplant twice, right? Yeah. And like both times they're searching for a match for him. And then it turns out Chris Harrell lives three houses down from me. Oh, wow. Like our kids go to the same sitter and oh, like, wow. his wife and my friends. Like I see his wife almost every day dropping off my kids somewhere. But yeah, like, so you don't realize that how much this is like in your life. And maybe it's not yeah. like right in your face all the time, but uh, raising money for this research as a research company is always a, a good thing and really some synergy there. I'm, I'm real proud of the work that we've done so far. I'm real proud of yeah. what you've done so far too. That's great. Yeah, this is a collective effort by a lot of people. And like the stories, like your story that you just shared, like I have those as well. My best friend from college died from cancer a few years ago, and it's, I still think about it every day. And I was sharing that story with Andrew DeSillis in the office, and he said that his best friend in college died of cancer also. Like that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Jason Enderhees is being currently affected by this. He sits right next to us, so it's like he just it just kind of opened up a big dialogue and almost like therapy because I don't I don't talk about it very often, right? right? Not many people know that about me, and probably not about Andrew either, obviously, right? right. And so it goes. This goes beyond raising money, and I think that um, it's just such a good cause. I agree. Uh, let's move into let's do a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, let's break it up a little bit. Have some fun. Um, so Mount Rushmore, this is actually, you know what? We're going with what was written down on the paper. First time ever. 
<laughs> Producer Brian comes up with a, a Mount Rushmore topic every week, and we usually just scrap it and just do whatever it. we want. And we do the best chickens. Yeah. <laughs> best pie. Yeah. Mount Rushmore of yogurts. Hey, it's just Greek, man. Why isn't all – did you hear my little rant yesterday? No. Why isn't all yogurt Greek now? Like, who wants regular non-Greek yogurt? Own that Greek people. I know your economy is going to hell. Just use it. Like, go run that Greek stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, this week, Mount Rushmore is best postseason playoffs. And we're going with by sports here. So which sports have the best postseason playoffs? And this yeah. comes from March Madness starting on the 21st of March. Uh, you know, runs over three weekends. It's the best tournament there is to yes. go through 68 teams, 67 games to crown a champion, best college basketball team. Um What's your number one best? That was my number one. Same here. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Stanley Cup. And this is not just because producer yeah, Brian I got it is too. here. I got I, it too. Oh, yeah, nice. So regular season hockey, garbage. Yeah. Almost unwatchable unless you're from Canada. But postseason hockey, I could watch that all day, all night. I wish I had an alert. Uh, maybe I'll get Brian to text me if there's a close playoff hockey game in the last three minutes. That is like must-see TV. It is crazy. Overtime hockey is awesome. It's very long. That's the only downside of it. It's like, I don't know. It feels like it's three months long. But, um, man, it's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, so I got that, too. The next one I had was uh, Major League Baseball. I love Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh. I, I love, like, 2 o'clock in oh. late October, turning it on and watching a game, and everything is tight, and all the pitchers, like, you get such a short lease. I think that's when you get, like, who are the best managers. Like, that is where, like, Terry Francona steps up to me. Like, the best man who can manage a game. Everything goes by like national league rules. I feel like then like, how are you going to do yeah. double switches? How are you going to yeah. you know, do defensive substitutions? And ah, oh, I love postseason baseball. Yeah. Well, I gotta be honest. I feel that like way about hockey. Like it's yeah. like your thoughts about hockey or how yes. I feel about baseball. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I had major league baseball, my worst, but you convinced me hey, to take it off right. the worst because I don't know, just the nostalgia of those two o'clock weird time baseball playoff games that happen. Right. Man, that's just the best. Crisp the weird outside. The weird shadows. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I Maybe I'm down on it because, you know, the Reds haven't won a postseason series in 19, 20 years now. It's just ridiculous. It's so it's I don't even know what, what October is like. 1995, so, right? Yes. My next one is staying in the same sport, Little League World Series. You love Little League World Series. Yeah, I went this year for the first time to um, what this past year. And, um, man, I just love it. Just kids playing baseball, crying when they lose. Joy. Yeah. Just a joy. It's just well done, too. It's well produced, and you get to know the stories. I love how all the teams from around the world play ping pong together between games. And, like, the game itself is table tennis, fun. Table tennis. Yeah, table tennis. Yeah, We're going international. Yeah. Little League World Series is on my <laughs> on there. Uh, my last one is uh, the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get, get the good. <laughs> Only the best of the best. Only the smartest of the smartest and fastest thumbs of the fastest thumbs. By, by the way, why don't they do that with Will of Fortune? Like, should Wheel of Fortune's a kid's game. It's checkers, man. They should have Wheel of Fortune, Tournament of Champions. I could be, yeah, the Wheel of Champions. Yes. Right? I'm with you. Um, Are you done with the... Uh... What if you had... Oh, man. There's so many changes to Wheel of Fortune. Like, you could start with three, and then, like, after the first round, then you sub someone else in. Like a yeah. higher champion. Yeah. Like, that could be your buy. You can yeah. pass the first round, and you come right in right when they bring out the $5,000 little sliver. Yes. Right? Yeah. Do teams. Double bankrupts yes. sometimes, yeah. too. Throw some wild cards, extra wild cards on there. Change the wheel. <laughs> All right. What's your last one? Last one is the Kentucky Boys High School State Tournament. 
and I've never been, but I watch it every year. And I'm, you've never been to state tournament? Never been to oh, the guy. Man, I've been to the girls the three times. Yeah, I've been to the boys never, and I really want to go. I follow it every year. And um, this past year, I heard a pod. This this past one, which was ended a week ago, I heard a podcast someone was um, doing during the tournament. And they were talking about half the crowd comes every year. Yeah. They don't even know who they're rooting for until they get there. And they just, I, I don't know. It just seems like exciting to me. Yeah, you, it's been a little bit more. Yeah, I've go, uh, I used to go all the time. Uh, back in college, it was a thing to do. So they play at Rupp Arena, which seats about 22,000 people, right? And it packs out every game. And the one thing that's different, like, so you might be thinking, like, high school basketball, whatever. Yeah. The thing that's different about Kentucky high school basketball is for their state tournament, they don't separate by size. Yeah. So yes, you'll have like Scott County played in the championship game this year, and Scott right. County has I don't know like six thousand people. It's Georgetown. It's just north of Lexington, really close to where I grew up. Yeah. Um, huge Toyota plant there. They make like all the Tacomas and Camrys there. So yeah. like it's a huge high school. Um, so to get ten good basketball players out of seven thousand yeah. is, is relatively easy, right? Yes. And they play in the. They make it to the final four every single year. Along with that, uh, this year my high school made it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, and so my high school is Walton Verona high school, just a little bit North of Georgetown. So probably like a half hour North of Lexington. It, uh, I graduated with 55 people. That's crazy. Like nine through 12, you're looking at maybe 400. Yeah. And so you have that. So to get, that's it. 10 good basketball players out of that crowd is a lot harder. And so to be one of the top final eight teams, and of course my whole hometown goes like, yes. there's only maybe 8,000 people in Walton. They had 15,000 go. Like everyone <laughs> right. had ever touched or driven through Walton, Kentucky was going down there. And right. it, was, it was huge. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. The whole town shut down. Although yeah. the news was talking about Walton, like everything was, was, was awesome. And that, that you, there you can have, um, it's like Hoosiers. It's real life. Yeah. Hoosiers. You can get a small town, and the basket still measures out at ten feet, and you're playing. I think yep. we lost to Campbell County in the final. And Campbell County is another gigantic. Yeah, it's uh where Northern Kentucky University is, right south outside of Cincinnati. It gets about I want to say probably five hundred per class, maybe. Yeah, it's big. It's a pretty big school. Uh, but to compete on the same level as that, yeah, I agree. That's a huge. It's awesome. And um, I, not enough people know about it. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. I love your perspective on it as well. I love. I always root for the mountain teams. Yeah. Mount, I mean, the mountain teams are small. When you think of stereotypical Kentucky, you probably think of eastern Kentucky, and that's where the mountains are. It's a little poorer, coal mining area, and they love basketball and typically very good at basketball, but they're very small schools. They compete against the bigger schools like from Lexington and Louisville and northern Kentucky, beat them from time to time. But it's just kind of cool to see little bitty schools like Walton Verona and mountain schools come and have a chance, right? There's all these legends are made from it too, like yeah. local Kentucky – like Richie Farmer is like yeah. a legend in Kentucky. Well, he's a legend for different things now, but yeah. like he was a legend in Kentucky from leading teams. And Alan Houston, you know, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people know him. He played for the Knicks, but like, yeah, growing up, Ballard, yeah, going to Ballard in Louisville and having that huge state championship run playing Richie Farmer, right? Yeah. Um, everybody, all these like Kentucky, J.R. Van Hoos, remember him, Paintsville one, and yeah, like mid 90s. Dominique Hawkins, that's how he got a scholarship to Kentucky, right? He, it's, he dominated at Madison Central, I think it was. Yeah, that's right, Madison Central. Yeah. Um, so a ton of stuff. I, I just yeah. think it's awesome. Yeah, 10 minutes on Kentucky high school yeah. boys basketball. Yeah, Is anyone still like listening? Three people, that was great. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about what's your uh, Everglades worst tournaments? I'll go first. NASCAR, it's the worst. I don't even get it. <laughs> it's easily the worst. Yeah, I don't know. I, First of all, you get I kicked out like you finished second <laughs> in, in the race. You're like, okay, you're out. You lost. You're out. No one understands the rules. No. Now that all these other drivers, I used to watch NASCAR. Now they do all these like legs and stuff. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And then you have some sort of eight t- 
race tournament at the end. I don't know how you get in or out, it's, but there's still nope. 40 cars yeah. driving in a circle. I don't get it. Seems, yeah, it seems dangerous. <laughs> Why is this guy still racing? He doesn't even have a shot. Just, right. why don't you just stop racing. How does NASCAR still exist? Oh, I had this yeah. right the other day. Yeah. If we are under some kind of natural resource shortage, and yeah. like gas is $3 yeah. for a gallon of gas, yeah. How are we still letting people run and burn up millions of gallons of gas every yeah. weekend for a sport? Well, they get about four gallons of per, what are you doing? Per, four miles per gallon. They go through about what sixty tires per Didn't car. Did we per like race. eliminate Truckosaurus because of the shortage <laughs> in gasoline? But now, like, right. like it's okay. We can't have giant mechanical yeah. dinosaurs anymore. But right. we can have NASCAR races. Get what, out of here. What, what if the environmentalists got involved in the NASCAR? Maybe they'd make it so that you had to use the same four tires the whole race. Yeah. And then they just go like 40 miles an hour. Why, why isn't NASCAR doing some kind of innovation? Why aren't yeah. they using like hybrid cars, first of all, so we can yeah. hybrid or get better yeah. hybrid technology? Yeah. Why aren't they doing something where you can get better tires to where you right. can get more than 15,000 miles on your tires? Right. Like why aren't we doing better? Th- why aren't we using NASCAR as our, our innovation for higher performing automobiles? Instead, it's just a sport that nobody watches. All right. What's your next one? Sorry. <laughs> um, I digress. I'm going to put the NBA on there only because it's so long. It's too long. I get you. The first round's worse. It's just so long. The the finals are good, too. but um, it's just so long. They they got. I don't really. I don't know how you fix it because I'm not sure if you get on a five game series. Best of five for season first series. That's probably what you should do. But maybe I don't know. I'm I, with you, and I love the NBA more than anything. But it's it's not a very good playoff because the first round is bad. Yeah. The second round is usually bad too, to be honest. Yeah. Well, for the good teams like you know Golden State, San Antonio. You know, th- they're getting through the second round easily. Yeah. It's really the finals and the finals. I'm with you. Uh, what else you got? The only other one I had was the English Premier League. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't think they have a tournament. I went uh, PGA playoffs is bad. I saw, I heard the other day I was watching somebody was like, Brant Snedeker, former Fed Ducks Cup winner. I was like, how Brant Snedeker, huh? I didn't make any sense. I don't understand did, did, it. Win the majors. You like golf more than I do. I love golf. And I'm, I'm a big golf fan too, but I don't understand like those points. Do, do people, do, like hardcore golf enthusiasts, no. care about those points? No, no, I no, I don't think so. Yeah, you know who wins the majors, and you know who wins like yes. the players and stuff like exactly. that, the big tournaments. You don't know who. That's wins how the I FedEx feel. Cup. Yeah. I think Tiger's got a FedEx Cup win. I think. Uh, my last uh, NCAA football it just seems broken to me. I don't, uh, know, I don't get it. My team made the playoff last year, and it still seems broken to me. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to fix too. Uh, last thing to talk about. Uh, well, two th- other things to talk about. You mentioned you're going to three conferences in yes. the month of April. What are those conferences? Talk to me about it. I'm going to Quirks April 2nd and 3rd, and you'll be there as well. Yeah. And um, Tony Brown and I are presenting about the sampling. And I, think it's, I think it's Wednesday around 1045 exactly. Central Time. We'll be presenting a sampling. So if we're going to Quirks West, we'd love to have you there. Um, Here's another pitch for you. If yeah. you're – say that you are going to Quirks West. Yeah. You won't have anything to do with qualitative research, right? Like you're a quant person. <laughs> yes. uh, you love quant research. You love blockchain. You love anything that's not qual related. Yeah. What you doing at 1045? Right. What WYD at 1045? Yeah, I don't I don't know how this happened, but there's, yeah. there's four tracks at Quirks. At the same time we're presenting, there's three other tracks. So we're competing in some ways competing, although we know a lot of the other people at the same time. All of the other ones are qualitative. Yeah. So if you're into quantitative research at all, you really should be in our presentation because we're talking quant sampling. Nothing is qual. There's one of them is about children's hospital at the same time we are Cincinnati Children's Hospital. I mean, it's going to be a great presentation, but it's going to be about qual for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
And then, um, yeah, so Quirks in Chicago will be at. Yeah. Um, MRMW is in Cincinnati. That's the week later. Um, I think I'm going to be at that one as well. We got a free ticket because we're doing some sponsorships there. Sure. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but. Um, yeah, we're doing some sponsorships. Uh, first of all, Kathleen Hawk is going to be speaking in, uh, on the research on women in research panel. Uh, the panel is called The Impact of Technology on Insights. I think that'd be huge. She, you don't know Kathleen. She manages our offshore team, a lot of our European operations. She's also a technology genius. Yeah. Uh, she knows a, a ton about routes. She actually came from Lucid, where she got her start in research. She knows a ton about um, aggregation, router, DIY, platform, program. She knows a ton about technology. She's going to be huge for that, uh, yep. for that, as far as uh, impact on that panel. Um, and also we're sponsoring the Wire event that night on uh, the 10th. It's going to be at Americano, which is a inside of the 8451 building. Yep. Uh, so it's a quick little jaunt over to that. But uh, it should be pretty awesome. Um, and then you're going to be at the conference. It's going to be a lot of people. I, know, I think Sarah Getz is like going to be at the conference like on yep. the ground. But we're all going to be kind of in the building. I think right Sarah's blogging for them, right? She's doing something. She's like, blogging for um, MRMW. Vlogging. Vlog? Oh, she vlogging? Nah, I don't think so. I think she's so blogging. Honest, yeah. So you could go um, to MRMW and you'll see some blogs from her um, about you know promoting some of those speakers that are coming up as well. And then there's one more, right? Yes, IEX. Going back to Austin, we've talked about Austin a lot this year. Every damn weekend in Austin. <laughs> Jeez. Xavier plays in Austin. Now we're going back to Austin, um, April 23rd through 25th at IEX, which is one of my absolute favorite conferences of the, of the year it's a, it's a grind though because it's three days and it's hard and there's tons of events to do and lots of people there and lots of networking opportunities but i love it because it's they've done such a great job of building that conference as like the innovation and insights conference so you'll see lots of new lots of new innovations and techniques and companies that you've never heard of which is awesome if you go to a lot of conferences it's really one of the few that you get to see some people you don't ever get to see very often right I love it. I love IAX. I love Austin, Texas. Uh, myself, you, Jason Enderhees, Tony Brown are going to be there. Uh, I'm pumped. I love IAX. I actually looked the other day and like, I'm, I think I'm going to spend like an extra little longer weekend. Oh, nice. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I was supposed to be Because the thing goes like Thursday night is how it ends with like a big like thing. Yes. And then like I would be leaving Friday anyway. So might as well spend a couple extra days. Eat some might more as barbecue. Well. Eat some more sausage. Eat some more tacos. Hey, maybe Delbert will take the bus up. I hope he takes the bus over from Houston. I, I talked to I, I mean to talk to him today. See him and his wife want to come on up and take the mega bus again. Hey, a little known fact: both Adam and I have friends named Delbert. You have a friend named Delbert too. Yes, Delbert. Yeah. So wild. Are this? What if they're the same person? We just no, never. My Delbert lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Delbert lived in Louisville for a long time. Maybe they're the same. Huge Delbert. Louisville fan. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just the thing that separates Is his us wife's the most. name Lori. Close, Allison. <laughs> Uh, last thing, uh, we got a webinar coming up. You're hosting you oh, yeah. and Mary Draper on the 28th yeah. of April, uh, March. Ah, yeah, March 28th 28th. of March at noon. What is the webinar about? Uh, it's about how about how we vet panels, and um, so a lot of people out there are probably um, don't work in sampling full time and just choose a panel, and who knows what kind of process they go through. So we're we're doing a webinar on how we vet our panels. We've done this for 20 years. And so hopefully some people that are inexperienced about how they choose a panel to work with can join and learn something. Yeah, get smarter, right? Come listen to us and get some education. Hopefully you can do better research that way. Yep, and Mary Draper will be co-hosting. Do you host a webinar? I guess so. Present? She's co-presenting yeah, the webinar. Co-presenting. She leads sure. our partner network and quality efforts. So she's a her first time um, in a webinar. So she is great. super excited to do it, by she the way. She should be. She's going to be a great opportunity for her to let her voice shine. She's been great. Uh, 
Last thing, who's your well? Who do you think is going to win the tournament, the basketball tournament? Well, this is going to be boring, but I don't see how Duke loses. I got Kentucky. Who do oh. you have as like? What's your first round upset that no one sees coming? Um, I see LSU going down to Yale. Yep, um, because I don't. They don't have a coach. They're. I mean, by the way, this is a great matchup. There's the two scandal teams going at it. Yeah. I mean, LSU. You you probably think of LSU with scandals, right? They're yeah. big. They're in the SEC in the South. Chips. Sure. Yeah. Blue chips, exactly. And then you have Yale. <laughs> was it a was it a rowing scandal? Yeah. There? For sure. <laughs> Which is great. It's pretty good. Uh, I like Vermont to be Florida State in the first round. Oh, really? Yeah. I have Florida I think State. Catamounts is that Vermont? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. I have Florida State winning. Beating the one seed. I don't know what bracket they're in. Are they? Oh, in, really? Are they in the Gonzaga, Gonzaga bracket? Gonzaga bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Norse. You have NKU beating Texas I Tech. I like the Norse beating Texas Tech. First yeah. round. I like that Culver kid from Texas Tech, but uh, yeah. the Norse be with you. Here we go. Norse Force. Let's I have it. Belmont winning also. They already won one game in the play in game, but they, I don't remember if they played Maybe St. John's. Winning. Yeah, I got to yeah. win in another game too. Because um, if they win, who do, they're the 11 seed, right? Yes. So they would play the three. So that's the LSU Yale game, isn't it? Is that the same side? I think so. I got to win in that game too. I think the yes. Because 12 4. Yes. Five. No, 5 12. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. 11 6. We just call it a day. We just yes. call it a day. All right. It's morning. What are we thinking about? What are we doing in the morning? You know, hey, remember when up. I said I was a morning person? It's Here we are. Out. I don't even know math or numbers. Uh, that'll wrap it up for episode 10 of season two of the IntelliCast podcast. As always, we're brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. EMI underscore tw- research on Twitter. IntelliCast1 on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. Uh, again, as we said, you can find us at the next three conferences coming up this month. The Quirks West event in Chicago, April 2nd and 3rd. You'll be able to find Tony Brown, Brian, Lamar, Adam Dietrich there. And then uh, I'll pop up at the Research Club. You might just see me hanging out and eating deep dish. If you see me... <laughs> Eating deep dish in Chicago. It is me. I'm just like not. I'll have a laptop open. What's your favorite deep dish in Chicago? Uh, I like Giordano's better yeah. than Gino's. I like Luminati's. Well, you can't really yeah. Go wrong. Well, yeah. If I gotta go, uh, I go Pequod's. If I gotta, go oh Pequod's. Well, yeah. there you. I mean, that's <laughs> the answer. But I'm, the deep dish, like there. I'm, I, yeah, you know yeah. what? If I don't gotta go to that conference, I can go shoot up to Pequod's. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I land at like three. On Tuesday. It sounds like the first thing to do is Uber to Pequod's. Anybody want to hang out? <laughs> uh, you think Roddy's probably going? I know Ted, Ted Pulse. Oh, yeah. Somebody wants to hang out. Say <laughs> so you get sick of the conference or something. Let's go to Pequod's. I'll buy you a pizza. It'd be nice uh, before we go to from 930 to late. And then uh, MRMW in Cincinnati, Ohio, April 10th through 11th. You'll see everybody there. Kathleen Hawk, Sarah Guest, Brian Lamar, probably me at the Wire event. Uh, you'll see a ton of people. And then uh, IIEX in Austin, April 23rd through 25th. Brian Lamar, Jason Enerhees, Adam Jolly, and Tony Brown. And we'll be bebopping all around that conference. Yes. Come see me with your taco together. I actually really <laughs> want to go to Gus's Fried Chicken. I remember I told you there's yes. Gus's like right around the corner from the convention center. Yeah. Um, Let's go eat some fried chicken. Basically, this is what I'm doing with my conference wrap up now. Like, find me and let's eat. Right? We'll talk. We'll eat. We don't have to talk about research. You'll want to. Right. But, like, we don't have to. Yeah. All right. All right. That does it. Episode 10, season two. Anything you want to say to wrap up? Hey, donate to LLS. 
donate to LLS. We're going to put the episode just in the episode description. We'll put a link to donate. You can always go to our LinkedIn page or anyone that works at EMI has something on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. It shouldn't or, be hard to find. It's anywhere you want. If you want to donate bad enough, you'll be able to find it. I promise. And then, uh, you know, it'd be nice to hear. Actually, I'll say this. If anybody wants to reach out to us, reach us at the Intelecast at EMI-RS.com or any of the Twitters that we have or reach out to us personally or personal email or LinkedIn or LinkedIn message. Uh, if you have a story for LLS, uh, share that. I think that's one of the most powerful things. And probably will come back to be the most powerful part of the, this podcast <laughs> uh, is just the stories that we have. Because um, chances are you're like me and, and maybe like some other people. When you first hear about it, it doesn't really hit you. It doesn't really impact you. You've lived kind of a, a charmed life where cancer and, and these type of blood type of cancers haven't affected your life. But the more stories we can get out there, the more awareness that we can raise that this is the problem that affects, the more money that we can raise for the research and really try to... Uh, make this to where there's not an LLS campaign in the future. And like, there's not all this trying to raise money anymore because it doesn't exist anymore. So that's the goal. And uh, if you have any type of these stories, please share them with us and we'll do our best to get them out there and and raise more awareness for this uh, great cause. Thanks so much. Somber end. No. Good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.